It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field downtown Cleveland as we get a little bit closer to the start of spring training. Next week will be our final show in Northeast Ohio before we leave for spring training. And then from then on throughout the spring, we'll bring you the show from Goodyear and the Guardians spring training complex there. So certainly looking forward to that as excitement builds for a new season ahead and coming up on our show today in just a little bit we will hear from one of the bright young catchers in the game today the Guardians very fortunate to have Bo Naylor behind the plate as their primary catcher heading into the season and we'll talk to Bo about some of his ideas and plans for the season expectations and also a look back at last year when he really made a name for himself at the major league level. We will continue our look around the American League Central, visiting with Chris Atterbury, the new lead radio voice for the Minnesota Twins, the defending division champs. Chris will bring us up to date on what's been happening with the Twins in the offseason. And you may have seen that the Guardians released their promotional schedule for the 2024 season. Annie Madzellen, a longtime member of the Guardians front office, she will fill us in on uh, some of the great giveaways, promotions, dollar dogs, all that good stuff that's coming up in 2024. And uh, also a big post-game concert appearance by the one and only Shaquille O'Neal. But first, we had a chance to visit with Bo Naylor at Guards Fest just a couple of weeks back. And uh, Bo looks great. He really uh, looks like he'll be coming into camp. A little bit heavier than a year ago, but muscle heavy. I mean, he looks really, really built up and strong and and, uh, trying to sustain that wear and tear that major league catchers go through over the course of a long season. That breakthrough year last year overall hit 237 in 67 games after he was called up about midway through the season. 11 home runs, 32 runs driven in. Here's the good stuff. Uh, You may remember... When he was first called up, he struggled a bit at the plate as he was really trying to focus on handling a pitching staff and his defense, and he hit just 179 with four home runs in his first 39 games. But you flip the switch, 
In the last month plus of the season, over 28 games, Bo Naylor hit 321 with seven home runs and 18 runs driven in. And here's the big number, his OPS, that number that measures on-base plus slugging that uh, so many front offices, they look at that as a really good barometer of uh, some of the top hitters in the game. Anything over 800 is tremendous. Bo Naylor, that last month plus of the season, had an OPS over 1,000, the best in the American League, second best in all of baseball. So a real confidence boost for him heading down the stretch. And when we caught up with him at Guardsfest, we talked to him about dialing it down and getting away from the game a little bit during the offseason before he really built things up and got going with his preparation for this year. What does Bo do during the offseason to take that time away? For me personally, I would probably say just a lot of video games, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of time spent with uh, my brothers, um, really taking that time to just kind of chill, sit down, even if I'm on the couch all day. Um, but, yeah, you know, just kind of really put your mind in a place where you don't have to worry about being somewhere at a certain time and really just kind of sit down and, you know, let everything kind of settle. So it was, it was, it was a good time, but, uh, you know, shortly after I had to get back to business and get back in the gym. And I know um, you have a good setup in Arizona. Well, why is it important for you to, to get back to the Toronto area every once in a while in the wintertime? Oh, it's huge. Um, it's, like a, it's like a mental and physical reset for me. Uh, you know, that's my home. That's where I grew up, seeing the people that I love um, that are still back there. Uh, you know, I got to do it, and um, it's, some, it's one of the f- many things that I look forward to doing every off season. So, yeah, you know, I got back there a few times, got to see some of my family, um, and really, really take advantage of some, some great times with them. You finished really strong a year ago. Um, what clicked in for you, if anything, or was it just the natural progression of, of getting more comfortable in the major leagues that allowed you to have a lot of success later in the year? I definitely think it was the natural progression. Uh, I think I was really trying to take care of the things behind the scenes, you know, preparation-wise to put myself in a good position in the game. And I think over time it really fell into place, which I'm super pleased. You mentioned that, and and when we talk about improvement, it's easy to see the offense. Um, How do you feel, though, about your work behind the plate? Did, Did you feel like you came along just as much and maybe it's not something that can be measured as well? Yeah, for sure. I I think that I worked really hard to be able to command a staff like that. And there were a lot of different um, situations that I was thrown in. However, I think that I'd, if I failed at them, I'd learn from them. And if I did well, I took it with me and continue to try to better myself. And that's just something that I'm looking to try to build on for the year to come. And when you look at the managerial change, you'll have a manager who was a former major league catcher for a long, long time. And um, have you talked to Stephen Vogt about that and, and how he can be a help for you this year? Um, I think that we still need to dive into that a little bit more. But, you know, in, in, the, in the conversation that I've had with him, it's been a lot more personal, really just trying to get to know one another and, you know, what we're about and, you know, how we've kind of gotten to this point in our lives. So I think it's been a really good start to building a, a great relationship and a great bond with him. Um, you know, as I've always said, he's someone who's super knowledgeable and knows so much about this game. So moving forward, I'm, I'm super excited to be able to pick his brain on a lot of this stuff. And is it okay still to have your brother on the team? Yeah. <laughs> as Josh walked by, um, 
But Austin Hedges is back, and I, I know you, just a very brief time, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, he was here. What can that mean to, to have a veteran catcher who's been through all those things? And we talked about it with Stephen Vogt a little bit, but uh, someone who's out there with you, uh, what benefit can that be for you based on what you know of him? It's huge. He's, he's a special human being, and I, I know everyone on this team would agree with that statement. Um, I'm very excited. You know, in, in that little short span of time, I got to kind of sit back and see the work that he does um, to prepare for the game, to prepare for the pitching staff, to command a game and lead a team. And I think having him um, along in, on this journey is it's amazing. I'm super happy he's back, and I think that he's very excited as well. This time of year, how, how excited are you to, to get it going and see what this team could be, especially after a season last year where I don't think anyone was, was pleased with how it ended? I think there's a lot of talent in this team. Um, and, you know, kind of referencing last year, I think that, you know, it left a taste in our mouths that we weren't too pleased with. And honestly, I think that with the right mindset that this team has, I think that it'll only add fuel to the fire. And, um, be able to help us really go through this season and start it with the right mindset and kind of help us um, really bear down and have that set mind or have that set goal in our mind of what we want to achieve, how we're going to get there. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. This group, like I said, they have so much talent, so much ability, and I'm excited to really sit back and be able to see what they, what they do. That's Bo Naylor, a bright young man who, uh, as you may know, uh, has been working on his Spanish so that he can overcome any type of communication gaps with the the Latin pitchers that are a part of the pitching staff and uh, just generally trying to help himself out as a teammate to everybody on the ball club. So uh, a lot of good things going on for Bo Naylor heading into 2024. Also a lot of good things off the field if you're coming to games this summer. There are not many nights where there won't be some sort of promotion, whether it be a giveaway item, fireworks, dollar dogs, all the good stuff. And when we come back, Annie Madsellen will join us and talk about the promotions coming up this season. She's the Senior Manager of Advertising and Promotions, and she'll be our guest next. Now the 2-2. Swung on a smash. Down the right field line. Fair ball. It'll ricochet into the corner for a double. In to score is Brennan, and Bo Naylor laces an RBI double into the right field corner, and the Guardians have a 2-0 lead. Now the set, now the pitch to Freddie Fermin. The runner takes off. High throw on a pitch out. Throw to second by Naylor. He still got him! Wow, what a play by Naylor. He called a pitch out. Stefan didn't throw a pitch out. He just threw it high over the plate. Naylor had to lunge back to grab it. Spin around, throw to second, and threw out the runner. You may never see a better throw out than the one we just saw from Bo Naylor. Progressive asks, what do a diehard fan watching the game at home? A poorly placed good luck candle. Don't let me down, candle. A last second improbable win. Yes! (laughs) And flammable sports-themed curtains have in common. Oh, oh, jeez, whoa, whoa! They can scorch your big win high and your beloved sports memorabilia. Not my unwashed 1997 game-worn jersey! This is what we enter made of! Bundle your home and auto with Progressive for great savings and round-the-clock protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news... 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And we are joined now by Annie Madzellen, who's the Senior Manager for Advertising and Promotions. And earlier this week, the 2024 promotional calendar was unveiled. And Annie, I know this is something that uh, planning-wise goes back to as early as last season. You have to start looking ahead to the the next year. And and why don't we, we start with some of the giveaways that will be happening this year at Progressive Field. What are some of the highlights in your mind as as we head into the new year? Yeah, thanks, Rosie. Um, I'm really excited about our bobbleheads for this year. Uh, we have Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor, Kristen McKenzie, and our uh, future Guardians Hall of Fame inductee. And I think they're just really unique and have some really cool details that all of our fans will really appreciate. So great stuff there, bobbleheads, and uh, also some other stuff, too, that some of them are repeats, it sounds like, from years ago because of popularity in years past. Yeah, definitely. Um, We did our first Hawaiian shirt giveaway last year in 2023, and it was a huge hit. We love seeing everyone wear it back to the ballpark. Um, So decided to bring that back this year, but with a little twist on the design. Um, we went with a red shirt, and it's got the Sugardale hot dogs integrated into the pattern. Um, so really excited for fans to see that and uh, grab it at the ballpark on July 3rd. You mentioned the Sugardale hot dogs. Uh, dollar dogs back and fireworks? Yeah, um, we have nine dollar dogs nights and 15 fireworks nights. Um, that includes uh, two rock and blast shows in late August. You mentioned Rock and Blast, um, and and you might not be able to disclose the theme as yet, but uh, how has that evolved from from when it first burst on the scene to where it is now, just something that's certainly appointment viewing for so many fans late in the season? Yeah, it's really amazing to see how it's evolved. You know, it started as just kind of an expanded show with some scoreboard elements, and, you know, now you look at it, it's a really involved fireworks show, completely synced to music, and school board videos with, you know, additional pyro effects and lighting effects. Um, you know, my favorite thing is to see the fireworks coming off of the sun guard at the top of the ballpark. Um, so it's it's really, really evolved, and our team is always looking at ways we can uh, make it even cooler for the following year. Annie Madzellen joining us. She's the Senior Manager for Advertising and Promotions. Annie, you've been at this a long time, and, and I've held off a little bit here in our interview to to talk about this one my favorite <laughs> is the post-game concert uh, you have a, a big man coming in to uh, put together a dj show uh, tell us about shaquille o'neal's appearance at the ballpark this summer 
Yes, um, Diesel, uh, aka Shaquille O'Neal, will be performing a post-game set on June 22nd. Um, so come down on that game. You get your Josh Naylor bobblehead, uh, courtesy of Medical Mutual at the gates, and then fans can all fans, uh, no separate ticket required, can stay after the game and enjoy uh, Shaq's set. Um, I have not seen him live, but I've been scouring the internet for videos, and it looks like it's going to be an amazing show. Awesome stuff. Shaquille O'Neal, Diesel, with uh, the DJ postgame concert, and uh, that is definitely a appointment viewing. You mentioned free, uh, I think you said free T-shirt Fridays. Um, those are back, and, and how many are there for that? Yeah, we have eight free shirt Fridays um, running from uh, mid-May to the end of August. Um, so really excited to partner with um, some local artists to bring those uh, to life this year. Um, you know, some of our other fan favorites that we're bringing back, um, you mentioned Dollar Dogs. We're going to have um, $2 pregame in the district presented by Miller Light and Coors Light on select Fridays and Saturdays. Um, and we're also bringing back our lightweight hoodie giveaway in September. Um, this has become a staple of our promo calendar for the last few years. Um, so looking to come up with a really great design that fans can enjoy this year as well. How far out do you do some of this stuff in terms of planning and, and having to order to make sure all the, the merchandise is here in time? Uh, we actually start usually in June or July for planning for the following year. Um, but it's kind of a, a constant process where we're always looking for different ideas and making notes of different you know moments on the field or things that uh, reflect back on our players that fans will really kind of get a kick out of. Um, and really kind of kick off the planning in earnest, I would say, you know, June, July, and August. Um, and so definitely working really hard ahead or really far ahead, which can be tricky, but, um, you know, we definitely want to make sure we have enough time to really develop these great products for our fans. Well, it's amazing. Just looking at, at the calendar, there are very few games where there is not either a giveaway, some sort of promotion, be it the, the dollar dogs or a $2 pregame in the district nights, something that's in addition to baseball. And that's a great credit to, to your team for sure, Annie. And uh, thanks so much for coming by and, and filling us in on, on some of the great things coming up in 2024. Great. Thanks, Rosie. I appreciate you having me on. If you want more information, go to cleguardians.com slash tickets. And don't forget, tickets going on sale before our next show next weekend. 216 day next Friday the 16th at 10 a.m. and uh, you can get first dibs on all those great nights that uh, Annie just talked about for the coming season again cleguardians.com slash tickets stay tuned more to come after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network Boy, this has got a chance to be a fun summer. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly as we continue our look around the American League Central Division. And it's time now to catch up on the division champs, the defending division champs, the Minnesota Twins, with their fine broadcaster, Chris Atterbury, who um, goes full-time now as the radio voice of the Twins. This will be his initial season. And, uh, Chris, first off, congratulations. What an off-season for you and, and I'm sure a dream come true to be the lead radio voice for a major league team. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of want that that role, and I think we. I've been very fortunate. I jo- I came to the Twins the same year you joined Cleveland, 2007. So I've been around a minute um, in a variety of roles, you know, pre and post. And I'd always call, you know, anywhere 20 to 50 games a year. But to be the lead guy with Corey going to TV is is super exciting. And honestly, we joke about it all the time, but I owe it mostly to Cleveland because I think I've done like 90 percent of my big league games have been in Cleveland because Danny's never in Cleveland. So without my uh, yearly three trips to Cleveland to be on the air, uh, maybe I wouldn't be in this spot. So uh, now I get to, uh, to spread my wings in, into every, every ballpark and not just your beautiful ballpark. Well, and, and you had an opportunity late last season uh, to be on the mic for uh, the division clincher and then also um, obviously working through the postseason. But for the Twins... Um, you know, a year ago, a division title, obviously a big deal, but maybe a bigger deal. They won a postseason series, and, um, you know, obviously that was a, a tough stretch of years where they would make the postseason and not only not win a series but not win a game. Uh, a gigantic sigh of relief, or, or was it more than that when, when they got past the Blue Jays and then really played well against the Astros, too? Yeah, I think it was a little of both. Like, it was definitely relief. Like, you can only hear that narrative so long and yet you can't argue with it you know every single year i heard a new group of players or front offices or coaches well we're not it wasn't our streak we weren't around for that i'm like yeah you are now (laughs) you know you just you just lost a couple more it was almost an incomprehensible streak until you started digging into it and realized that you know for 98 percent of those games the the, uh, other team was better Uh, and most of the time that other team was the yankees and they were better if you're starting CC Sabathia and we're starting Brian Dunsing in Yankee Stadium, like you're probably going to win uh, in the peak of CC's career. So we had our, our chances to win some games in there, and they didn't go our way. So to finally just get over the hump was nice. I think there's still some disappointment though, because you know after stealing one in Houston, you know it was all there for the taking for us. I think that we match up really well with Texas. They didn't want anything to do with us. We saw them late in the season and really dominated them uh, in every facet of the game. Houston was always a tougher matchup for us. We had Sonny Gray at home in front of crazy crowds, and we just we couldn't get it done. And, and so I think while there's a level of satisfaction from winning the division uh, and winning the series, I don't feel like this team came anywhere close to living up to its potential last year. 
Um, so hopefully we can do that this year and, and not just kind of muddle around for five months and then play well for a few weeks. Like I think it's a team that has the talent to really dominate in the division. Um, and yet, as you've seen up close and personal, rarely does that happen, right? We always just kind of kind of linger around and hope for a late push, and I think that's the hump we have to get over. Well, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the team heading into 2024 shortly. But first, um, Chris, I, I imagine just a, a super special day uh, recently when Joe Maurer was announced as a Hall of Famer. He'll go into Cooperstown this summer. Um, what a great story. I, I'm, I'm not sure how many Hall of Famers are, are that hometown kid who uh, made good. And, and what was the reaction among Twins fans and just in general in the Twin Cities to uh, the announcement that Maurer had made the Hall? Well, I think it's fantastic. And, and, you know, now St. Paul has four Hall of Famers, which is more than any town or city of any size. You look at Winfield and Molitor and Morris and now Joe, which is crazy, you know, and they all literally grew up within like a two mile radius of, of one another. So it's pretty spectacular. And I think for me, it's cool because, I, you know, I got here in 07, fresh off Joe's batting title, first batting title. Um, and Joe could do no wrong in the Twin Cities as the perfect hometown hero. And then he got hurt. And then there was the inevitable backlash. Well, why doesn't he hit more home runs? He's not catching anymore. Joe's overrated. And then now I think we finally get to just settle all that garbage. Yeah, Joe's awesome, and he's a Hall of Famer. It was always, well, he's good, but he could have been better. He, you know, the, as inevitably happens, when someone doesn't make any missteps, when they're just consistently a, a good person, uh, there's no drama, you know, there's no redemption story after getting in trouble off the field. He was just consistently really good at being a, a husband and a father and a son and a baseball player. Um, and then now, instead of is he or isn't he, you know what? He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of three catchers ever. That conversation is in the dustbin forever, and we can just appreciate it because, as you well know, anymore, the Hall of Fame process, I feel like it's more like picking at what people didn't do as opposed to celebrating just how phenomenal all of these players who are even considered for the Hall of Fame are. And so I think Joe is well-deserved. I don't think there was a, ever a catcher like him. We may never see a catcher like him again. Uh, and I feel very blessed to have been you know, in the front row to watch most of that career. And my favorite antidote about Joe Maurer, could you please describe the establishment across the street from his high school baseball field <laughs> that features some of the best burgers you'll ever have and a bowling alley in the basement? Yeah, the Nook. Yeah, the, the Nook is home of uh, one of the one of the birth spots of the Juicy Lucy. There's a bit of an argument on each side of the river here, Matt's Bar in Minneapolis, the Nook in St. Paul. I'm a Nook guy myself, and it's right over, fittingly, the left center field wall. And the deal was if you hit the, the Nook with a home run, you got like a free burger. The funny thing is they have burgers in there, and a, and a Juicy Lucy is the molten lava cheese inside the burger. And so, like, you take a bite and then, like, this, this lava oozes out the sides. And, you know, he and Glenn Perkins, they rented out that whole bowling alley in the basement for the All-Star game in 2014. It was a pretty cool deal. But they named the burgers after famous alums of Cretan. So there's a Paul Molitor burger, um, and there's a, you know, a Chris Wanky burger, and a Steve Walsh burger, and, you know, all these different guys. And then there's the Mauer, and they named it. Of all the things you could name it for a hometown hero, they named it the Mauer Double Play Burger. And Joe, who 
get into his fair share of, you know, four six threes and got much maligned for it. He, he never understood that. He's like, they, they named it that because it was Jake and Joe, his older brother and Joe. And he's like, I get it, man. But like, Jake's not playing anymore. Like you have to call it the double play burger for real. That's all you can come up with. And so hopefully now they'll change it to the hall of fame burger or something, because the double, the double play burger was the all time, uh, all time low key slight uh, of Jojo from, uh, from his buddies at the nook. Well, hopefully he, he shed some light on that and provides some clarity in his Hall of Fame speech uh, coming yeah, up in exactly. Cooperstown this summer. Chris Atterbury joining us. He's the uh, the new full-time radio voice, uh, lead radio voice, we should say, of the Minnesota Twins coming up this season. And uh, let's take a look at 2024 for the Twins. So they win the division title in 23, have a, a playoff run, and not a whole lot happening. I think fans here in, in Cleveland – can identify there, there's uh, a TV situation in terms of income coming in that, that has kind of uh, trimmed some budgets and they're kind of waiting to see what happens there. But um, what's going on for, for the Twins to try and get better in the 2024 season and stay ahead of the competition in the division? Well, that's the big question, right? I think undoubtedly we, we had the best team last year. Um, it wasn't easy, but eventually they won the division – I think we have the best team on paper again this year, but I think it's going to be another absolute dogfight. And I think it's going to be Cleveland, no matter what, they're going to be in the mix. I don't, what have we played in the last five years? Maybe three games that weren't decided by two runs or less between these two teams. Um, and, and then I think Detroit's on the come too. I think they're going to be a lot better. But for the Twins, the TV thing's a, a real deal. I mean, I know Cleveland's in the middle of it, but the Twins even more so. They literally, they're, their contract ran out with the old Bally slash Diamond slash Sinclair slash whatever fake company they're going to come up with to hide their money in and push the deadlines. Uh, and so we were ready to move on to a, a league a league package or whatever else was out there. And then now with all of this bankruptcy court and all this stuff that's outside of your control, they're probably going to be left with very few options and maybe get sucked back in at a low ball number by the same snakes that put you in this spot in the first place. That's a bad business model, right? Like that puts you behind the eight ball big time when you're a team like the twins or the guardians who really rely on that money to, to balance out your budget, to not know if it's coming or how much it's going to be is really difficult. So they made their one move. They traded Jorge Polanco. Um, I, I know that Cleveland won't be sad to see him go because he's had some games against you guys through the years. He's our best at bat. He's a switch hitter. He's a pro's pro. Um, and we're really going to miss him. He was our longest tenured guy. But I'm not, not surprised. You know, Di Sclafani gives you another starter. He's not Sonny Gray, but he's a, a legit guy. Topa, the reliever, you know, only has one year in the big leagues. He's 32. He's had one year in the big leagues. It was a good year, but, you know, it remains to be seen. He's, he's an extra arm in the pen a tough at bat, you know, sinker ball guy, and then a couple of prospects. So I think they did well in terms of the mass of the trade, but it's certainly not a needle-moving trade. I think what the Twins are, are banking on um, is not only having a solid foundation to their rotation when you start with Pablo Lopez, who I think is a legit Cy Young-type candidate. Uh, Joe Lyons still has room to get better. Bailey Ober, I think, legitimized himself as a major league starter. We'll get Chris Paddock back, who looked great in the postseason, you got Di Sclafani and then Louis Varlin floating around and a really strong bullpen uh, that will be better. I think from the, the beginning than a year ago, but really you're banking on your 
highest paid players currently playing more and playing better. And that all starts with Byron Buxton. If Byron can play, geez, even 80 games in center field, you suddenly got a lot better. And if Carlos Correa can, for the first time in a Twins uniform, actually perform offensively like the all-star that he has been in the past and that he carries himself like, then suddenly our offense gets a lot better. And then we get Royce Lewis for a full year. So I think that's where we're banking on the improvement. Full year of, of, of Royce Lewis, who's a legit star-type human being, a healthy and hopefully at long last productive year from Carlos Correa. You know, Carlos came in talking, I want to be in the Hall of Fame as a twin and this and that. He, he hadn't hit like one at all. He's played amazing defense and was great in the postseason. But aside from, you know, a pretty good September two years ago when he was playing for a contract, he has not performed offensively in any way, shape, or form the way he did in those good years in Houston when obviously some things were askew. And, and then Byron just wasn't healthy. So you're talking about three potential superstars, and and two of them didn't either play enough or play like superstars a year ago, and the other guy uh, did, but he only got half a season. So I think that's where you're looking to get an improved Minnesota Twins baseball team is already existing players playing more and playing better. You know, it's interesting. We do this interview in early February, and I feel like the Twins are, are kind of in the same boat as the Guardians for the reasons you mentioned uh, TV contract-wise and the uncertainty there. Uh, we could have a lot different teams or, or at least some, some moves or, or maybe not, but uh, you get the feeling the offseason's not over yet, and it might not even be when the season begins, if that makes sense. Well, that, and that's kind of always been Derek Falvey's M.O., right? We traded our closer on opening day a couple of years ago in the, the Taylor Rogers chris Paddock deal. We added Donovan Solano after camp had already started. You know, Correa was a late addition. So we've always made the Arise Lopez move. We've always made late moves. I don't think the Polanco deal is the last deal we make before we report. I feel that there's a move out there. And, and, and we'll have to give up talent to do it, but I think there's a move out there that will involve bringing back a starting pitcher who's a bit higher ceiling uh, and more controllable younger guy than a Disclafani. I really believe that. That's kind of the guys we've targeted. We built a rotation by trading for good pitchers from other teams, whether it was a, a, pro, a number one pick in Chase Petty to get Sonny Gray, and we traded for Pablo Lopez, you know, we traded for Joe Ryan. Uh, we traded for Chris Paddock. We traded even for the ones that didn't work out, guys like Lance Lynn and Tyler Malley. We traded for those guys. We have kind of said, okay, you know, we've, we've got some developmental issues in our pipeline where we're creating good relievers. Bailey Obers made the jump, but we struggled to find top-notch starters developmental-wise. We're not Cleveland yet, right, where you're spinning new starters off your assembly line every year. Um, and so we've had to find an alternative means, almost like the Cubs used to do it. Okay, we've grown some bats. Let's go trade those bats for pitching. So even getting this, like, Gabriel Gonzalez as the prospect as part of the Polanco deal, you know, is he a guy then you can flip in a bigger deal to get another arm back? But I, I do think we'll make another deal. Now, the one thing that, that you guys can't do is you can't replace a guy who was maybe the greatest manager who ever sat in the dugout. Right, like so, you can you could train change all the faces you want, and I love Stephen Vogt as you well know, but but to me, man, that's the biggest loss in the whole division is when Terry Francona is no longer down. The big X factor heading into twenty twenty four, absolutely for for Cleveland, no question about it. We won't know until 
the season develops yeah. and, and you see how things go, especially when you go through those tough patches. But uh, we'll see. Uh, Chris, look, it's always exciting when your team's the defending division champs and you've been to the postseason. So uh, certainly Minnesota has that going for them heading to spring training. Enjoy your time down in Florida, and we'll look forward to seeing you when the teams meet during the regular season. Yeah, you avoid the cacti out there in, uh, in Arizona. You're in charge of keeping Tommy on schedule throughout the, the spring, uh, and then we will see you guys uh, all too soon. I'll tell you, my biggest bummer about the balanced schedule is that we only see you guys, you know, a couple of times at your place and a couple of times at ours, and, uh, as opposed to three every year. Um, I would have preferred I would have preferred to keep it the old way so we could spend a little more time together. Well, we will forge onward somehow. But uh, hey, thank, thanks for the time today, and um, and go go Montana State. How's that? Yeah, I like that. You almost said Montana. <laughs> I wanted to. I would have had, had to not talk to you for the uh, you know for a while. That's like me saying go Lehigh. Oh. You know, did you want that? If I came in here saying go Lehigh, what would you say? I'd hang up on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be enough. Exactly. <laughs> Chris, thanks for the time, pal. All right, Rosie, always a pleasure. That's Chris Atterbury, the uh, play-by-play voice on the radio side for the Minnesota Twins. Stay tuned. More to come after this on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Stay tuned, folks. This puppy isn't over. Progressive presents spectator tips from Flo, who knows nothing about sports. First, talk about retired players with reverence, even if they did crush your dreams when they played. Next, whenever people get excited, just yell, it's about time. (laughs) Works in any situation. Finally, when someone mentions protecting the QB, tell them how Progressive protects you round the clock. Uh, That has nothing to do with sports. Uh, uh, Nacho? Anyway, bundle your home and auto to get round the clock protection with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. It's our final segment of this week's show. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. And again, this is our second to last show that we'll do from here in Northeast Ohio as uh, next week we'll wrap it up from here and then head on out to Goodyear for spring training. And our shows will come to you from Goodyear for the remainder of the spring, starting with uh, the Saturday, February the 24th show. And that also coincides with our first broadcast, the Cactus League opener when the Guardians take on the Cincinnati Reds in Goodyear on Saturday afternoon, the 24th, with a 3.05 first pitch. So a lot of good things happening. If you want to pick up our show each week, you can do so on the Guardians Radio Network. WTAM 1100 is the flagship in Cleveland. They carry it each and every week, and several of our affiliates pick it up from time to time. WAKR down in Akron on a regular basis as well. So uh, check that out, or you can pick it up in podcast form as it usually drops a day later if we air the show on Saturday, wherever you download your 
favorite podcasts. That's going to do it for our show this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, as always, to Brian Matze for putting together our show each and every week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.